Greetings, fellow podcast listeners. Welcome to Volume 3, Episode 2 of the On Worship Songs Podcast. I'm so glad to have you listening. If you would like to catch more episodes, download recordings or chord sheets of the songs, or shoot me your feedback or other communique, you can do all of that at onworship.org. Just a heads up at the top of the program today, I will not be addressing the events of January 6th, 2020 in today's episode. If you really want my insights on how our faith and quest for living worshipfully should intermingle with politics, just keep hanging around. We'll get there eventually. You can also find just a bit of that stuff in Season 2, Episode 3, Join the Heavens Singing. All right, let's get going. My name is Chris, and this podcast is on worship songs. Today, I'll share a song written during the pandemic quarantine lockdown, or whatever we end up calling it, of 2020. This song ties in directly with what was happening in my life. So if you know the details, it reads a bit like a confessional, personal singer-songwriter thing. Otherwise, it'll probably seem like it's just based on scripture, which it is. I think if you're living your faith with enough commitment, your personal story and the story of scripture end up being a pretty harmonious mixture. There's a bit of an Elvis Costello Graham Parker influence in this song. I was actually deep into exploring the catalogs of Roy Orbison and R.E.M. when I wrote this, but Costello is never far from my mind. At the end of the episode today, I will share a still-in-the-works full band arrangement demo of the tune. With no further ado, here is a recently recorded acoustic demo of my original praise and worship song, your favor is upon me. I know your favor is upon me and I thank you, Lord. I don't need to be troubled by the worries of the world. I know your favor is upon me and I thank you, Lord. What would I worry about tomorrow when tomorrow will have worries of its own? Why would I worry about hunger when you've never let me go hungry for long? You've shown me time and time again. You've got me in your hands I know your favor is upon me and I thank you Lord I don't need to be troubled by the worries of the world I know your favor is upon me and I thank you I worry over my plans Your plans are always better anyway No matter what concerns this life brings You are always faithful to show me the way The 
sure thing that I found is that your grace abounds. So here's my prayers and petitions. There it is. Your favor is upon me. Now, let's get into it. First off, we'll jump into the line, I know your favor is upon me. Now, there are countless scriptures regarding God's favor that I could mention from both New and Old Testaments. I could talk about the verse stating that Jesus grew in the favor of both God and man. I could quote David's Psalms. I could get into so many of the stories from scripture But to be honest, all I was actually thinking about was the definition of the word grace in the English language. If you look it up in the dictionary, you may have to go down the list of possible definitions a little ways to an entry that might say, parenthetically, in Christian belief. But if you do look it up, what you'll find it says is unmerited favor. So that's what I was thinking about. Grace. Unmerited favor. In reality, I was thinking about how vast and deep and undefinable God's grace actually is and how our words fall short. In modern Christianity, at least to my experience, we often dumb grace down to mean merely forgiveness or acceptance, which it is. God, by his grace, does forgive and accept us. Hallelujah. But grace is so much more than that. Grace doesn't merely forgive and accept. Grace empowers. Grace inspires. Grace covers. Grace moves. Grace changes. Grace matures. Grace is the Holy Spirit in action in our lives. So I was out for a walk in late April of 2020, and I was thinking about all of that and how well the definition unmerited favor covers it or doesn't cover it. And I was thinking about my life and putting myself in a prayerful mindset. And this song just came out of me. I was singing it as I walked. And I took my phone out and started typing out lyrics and capturing the melody idea in my music memos app. You see, in early January, I started to get a strong sense that the season of life I was in was about to shift, that a new step was on the horizon. I was getting a nudge to prepare myself for change. I spoke to my wife about it. We were actually texting about it, and she agreed. She'd gotten a similar nudge. Then I fell really ill. I had a whole list of symptoms, some of which sound eerily familiar now, but back in January and February of 2020 weren't so much. Who knows what I had? I was told by a doctor that it wasn't the flu, 
but some other mysterious virus. It took me out of action for weeks. I still led worship, but did none of the singing, as I didn't have the capacity to breathe deep. I played guitar and pantomimed directions to the band, while other vocalists traded the lead part. Looking back, I definitely should have bowed out for a few weeks, but I was determined to keep doing the thing I most love to do. One night in late January, still ill, I found myself awake at an odd hour in the middle of the night. Not knowing what to do in our small house while the rest of my family slumbered, I spent some time in prayer and felt inspired to start searching for worship leader jobs online. I had never done this before. The position I had held at First United Methodist Church in Wamego, Kansas for about six years came about in a very different fashion. I didn't know exactly what I was doing. Flash forward to April, and I had traveled to Cleveland, Ohio, and back for a job interview that seemed like it was about to happen until it suddenly didn't happen, and I'd sat for several other fairly excruciating job interviews over Zoom, some of which seemed to have potential, others that were just an exercise in awkwardness. By this point, I communicated to my church leadership that I was interviewing elsewhere, and we agreed on a path forward that involved me stepping down by the end of June, whether or not I had a new job lined up. That was now just over two months away. When we made that decision, it seemed like the next step was all lined up. It was happening. Then the rug got swept out from under me, and it wasn't happening, and I was left wondering where I'd end up and how I would get there. So I'm walking and I'm thinking about grace and realizing that God's unmerited favor on my life is all that had ever gotten me anywhere to begin with and would continue to get me wherever I was supposed to go next. Why would I worry about tomorrow when tomorrow will have worries of its own? Why would I worry about hunger when he's never let me go hungry for long? Why would I worry over my plans when his plans are always better anyway? The line, you've shown me time and time again, you've got me in your hand, resonated with the notion from one of my favorite hymns, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus, where it says, How I've proved thee o'er and o'er. God has more than proven himself in my life o'er and o'er. I knew his favor was upon me and that he would guide me to my next place, to the next church and pastor. I should serve to my next collaborators. The only sure thing I found is that his grace abounds. And that is for sure. His grace abounds. His unmerited favor abounds. He'll get me through. He will guide and provide. He'll be the light on my path and the wind at my back. The bridge. So here's my prayers. The bridge. So here's my prayers and petitions, anxieties and frustrations. I gladly place them in your capable hands. Is inspired by Philippians 4, 4 through 7, which is central to my life and my approach to worship leading. And it's also inspired by seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you from Matthew chapter 6 which is also where you find promises alluded to earlier in the song. Fairly simple stuff, 
pretty basic. Matthew 6, Philippians 4, a little bit of Webster's Dictionary, all mixed together and forged in the fire of my life's journey. When I sing this song, I see the streets of Wamego, Kansas that I was walking when I wrote it. I think about a road trip to Cleveland and Zoom calls with Pastor and Topeka. I think about our country on lockdown and having recently overcome brutal illness. None of that is in the song, but at the same time, it's kind of all in the song. I'll close out today by presenting a still-in-the-works demo. I started working on this recording just after writing the song itself, and I've returned to it now and again to tweak the mix or replace a performance. It's not ready for proper release yet, but I think it's in good enough shape for the podcast today. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon. Until then, I have been Chris, and this podcast has been on Worship Songs. No